0: Revelation 14, 9 through 12. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Amen. amen, amen, brother. So we have some who followed after him, as we just sang, to consider uh, before us this morning. Our martyrs for this morning are two men who were martyred by the Church of England. These two Dutch men migrated to England, along with others, from the Netherlands when Elizabeth I became queen. The general sentiment was that Queen Elizabeth had never martyred anyone, and they believed they would enjoy greater religious toleration in England than what they had experienced under the Duke of Alva in the Netherlands. However, these two men were to be the first martyred during Queen Elizabeth I's reign. These men were Dutch, and I don't claim to be able to pronounce their names correctly, but I will do my best. Jans Peters was a poor man, at least 50 years old. His wife had been martyred while in Flanders in the Netherlands, and he had subsequently married a widow of another man, Who was also martyred in Flanders? They had nine children. Think about the effect of martyrdom on this family already. This man's wife had been killed, and he married a woman whose husband had been killed. Hendrik Terwout was younger, about 25 years old. He was a wealthy goldsmith and had been married a few weeks before he was arrested. These two men were found to be in a group of about 30 Dutch Anabaptists in London, gathered for the purpose of exhortation and prayer. The whole group was arrested. They were offered freedom if they would consent to join the Dutch state church, an interesting proposition made by the Church of England. Five of them consented and did. Others were released but were exiled from England. One died in prison due to the harsh conditions. The four men remaining were offered release if they would agree to four points, one of which was accepting infant baptism. All four refused. Queen Elizabeth had been influenced to believe that Baptists denied God in Christ, overthrow the salvation of souls, reject all laws and authority, and instigate rebellion, and teach that civil offices are ungodly and unchristian. Jans and Hendrick wrote a lengthy appeal to the Queen, explaining their confession of faith, explaining they supported civil government government, and prayed for her in particular. They only had a few religious differences. Jans offered, if he were released, to collect his family and leave England. John Fox wrote to the Queen on their behalf. However, they were condemned to death. They were burned at the stake July 22nd, 1575, in Smithfield, London. John Cramp, a Baptist pastor and historian in the mid-1800s, examined this event and wrote the following. A copy of the warrant for the execution of Hendrick and Jans is now before us. There is also before us a copy of the warrant for the burning of Archbishop Cranmer in Queen Mary's days, Bloody Mary. These warrants are substantially alike. In fact, they are almost couched in the same language, word for word. Mary, the papist, dooming to death the Protestant, and Elizabeth, the Protestant, ordering the execution of the Baptist. Advance the same pretensions and adopt the same forms of speech. Both of them call their victims heretics, Both assume to be zealous for justice. Both are defenders of the Catholic faith. Both declare their determination to maintain and defend the Holy Church, her rights, and liberties. Both avow their resolve to root out and extirpate heresies and errors. Both assert that the heretics named in the warrants had been convicted and condemned according to the laws and customs of the realm. Both charged the sheriffs to take their prisoners to a public and open place and there to commit them to the fire in the presence of the people, and cause them to be really consumed in the sad fire. Both warned the sheriffs that they fall that they fail there at their peril. Herod and Pontius Pilate forgot their differences when they united in crucifying the Savior. Right, right. Amen. Papists and Protestants agree in murdering his followers. Thus commented this Baptist historian on this event. Galatians 4.29, But as he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit, even so it is now. These men were put to death simply for following their understanding of the Bible in opposition to a Protestant state church. May we live our lives in the light of what God has shown us. Amen. Amen.